0: This is exactly
1: right, Scotty. You ready, Curdy B? I am ready to have a bananas afternoon. A Russian man got trapped
2: in a boy band on a Chinese <laughs> reality TV show.
1: <laughs> what? Oh goody! Uh, reality TV meets bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. Uh, I am Kurt Brownler. I am Scotty Landis. Uh, welcome to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Today's guest is a friend of mine, Kurt, so I'm going to bring her right on if you don't mind.
2: I don't mind at all.
1: That's what I love about you. Game for whatever. Uh, she's a TV and film producer. Right now you can watch her latest comedy documentary, Hysterical, on FX or Hulu, or and Hulu. Watch them on both. Uh, I watched it. I loved it. We'll talk about it. Uh, and she hosts an insanely informative podcast called Angle on Producers, where she talks to TV and film producers. Anybody who wants, wants to work in the industry should really listen to this. This is my friend, Carolina Gropa. Hi, Carolina.
0: Hey. Hi. Oh, my God. What an honor. I am oh, bana- wow. banana nerd. Is that, can You're, we make that a word?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Done. It's a word. <laughs> as soon as you said it, it was a word. It's a word. Um, God, if
0: everything else could be that easy in my life
1: bananas is very easy our brand is we roll with it unless it's uh unless we hate it then we stop it and dunk on it all day but right now Bananerd is in how are you
0: i am great i am excited to be here and i want to congratulate y'all on your one-year anniversary that just happened Oh, Recently.
1: thank you. Thank so you so much. Thank
2: you so did much. did it someday. Someday this podcast will exist not in the quarantine.
1: Yeah. And it's coming up soon. We can feel it's it. Coming. We can feel it we're, in our fingertips. We're chomping at the bit. <laughs> do you record yours at your place or do you go to a studio and that sort this of thing?
0: This is it. You're looking at it. This yeah. is my set. This is my mic. This is all of the makings of Angle on Producers coming yeah. to the Bananas Podcast. Just two worlds of <laughs> to make one delicious banana split
1: that's right Um, i think you have a better mic i listen to your podcast and i'm like she sounds good on this like i think you sound great (laughs) okay i've never heard ours i've never listened to
0: bananas (laughs) you should listen to your own podcast uh no this is just like your run-of-the-mill entry-level audio technica mic for the audio bus in the room oh i don't even know it's like 60 bucks on amazon it works it's great
1: oh heck yeah i watched Mm -hmm. hysterical I thought it was great. Congratulations on that!
2: Yes, thank
1: you. And we have we've had a couple of the comics that were on your doc on bananas, which was great. We had Fortune on. We're going to have Nikki yeah. Glaser on.
0: Oh my God! Yes, I got to ride in the back seat of a car with her as she was going about her day when we were shooting. What a joy! And I was just like, I was just like, oh my God! Tell me your story. And she's just awesome. You know, she's such an open book. She's just like vomits her whole life onto you and I love that as an open book over mm. myself. It was like it was like I was like, Are we kind twins? Spirits, you know, yeah. was, yeah, we were kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So she's awesome. I mean, all of those ladies are just like, what a gift. What a treat yes, to, get to, pretend, to get to pretend like I was a part of the comedy world. It's funny because I had a few photos of me up on uh, like the stage of the cellar and all the sure. places because I'm like, when else am I going to be up on this yeah. stage without getting booted out, you know, because I'm like doing something illegal. And uh, people on my Insta <laughs> were like, oh my God, are you doing stand-up comedy? And I was like, no, no, I am pretending.
2: <laughs> no, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's awesome. Um,
2: are you guys ready to hear about this guy?
1: Yes, I didn't this even really understand it. what you said. It kind of shocked my brain blank, so hit us up. Yeah. I will. Th- that, that
2: title, the title that I originally read, A Russian Man Got Trapped in a Boy Band on a Chinese Reality TV Show. Okay. Uh, that was from this website, Dazed. I used that title. Uh, because the Guardian, I'm I'm a read from the Guardian. Yeah, because Guardian mm. a little more a little more trustworthy than Dazed.com. Maybe to um, you, maybe to you. <laughs> <Not too> <laughs> <much>. <laughs> uh, this was sent in by hundreds of bananas Yes, it but was. The first time I saw it was from Camden Hulk. Thank you, Camden. Mm-hmm. Russian man trapped on Chinese reality TV show finally voted out after three months. Wow. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, this is written by uh, The Guardian, does not give a credit. Come on. Boo. <laughs> oh, wait. Here it is. Harry Davidson in Taipei and Andrew Roth in Moscow. Oh. Thank you. The Dream Team. Dream Team. <laughs> a Russian man who joined a boy band competition show on Chinese TV uh-huh. on a whim but quickly regretted his decision has <laughs> yeah, I finally oh. been released from his ordeal after making it all the way to the final. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So Vladislav Ivanov, a 27-year-old part-time model from Vladivostok, oh my God, his name is where he's from, was working on the show Produce Camp 2021 as a translator when producers reportedly noticed his good looks and asked him to sign up as a contestant. Ivanov told the program he'd been asked if I'd like to try a new life and agreed, but quickly came to regret the decision. Unable to leave on his own without breaching his contract Mm -hmm. and paying a fine, he instead begged viewers (laughs) to send him home and deliberately performed poorly in the hope of being voted
1: off. Which would crack me up. Bad singing cracks me up. I find bad karaoke the only type of karaoke I can even pay attention to.
2: I agree. He's just there... Every time he's on camera, he's begging people to vote him off. Using the <laughs> page named Lelush, Ivanov told viewers, Don't love me. You'll get no results. Oh. And repeatedly oh. pleaded with people not to vote for him. His first song was a half hearted Russian rap in stark contrast to the high pop oh, yes. of his competitors. Please don't make me go to the finals. I'm tired, he said. <laughs> I hope the judges won't support me. While the others want to get an A, I want to get an F, as it stands for freedom. He yeah, to South China. He's morning good at post. translating.
1: He's translating his own emotions pretty clearly, mm. directly onto the screen. <laughs> ah!
2: Uh, after making it to the final, Ivanov grumpily ate a lemon on camera yes. and said he hoped people would not support him again. I'm not kidding. He said, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, yeah, it's uh and then, so then Russians got involved. I won't read the whole thing. It's, of course, Guardian. It's very long. Um, so the Russian, Russians got involved on Twitter. They found out about it like a couple weeks ago and then started the hashtag free lelush and uh, were demanding that he be released. It's not funny anymore. Let right. Vlad go home. I'm very sad and disturbed. This might have been amusing for some time, but the situation is oh absurd. Oh, my God. It's just like literally everyone was just like punking this guy. He just, uh, they just kept him on because he hated it. Because he wanted to leave Uh, so
0: badly. They were like, no. And
2: and so they, everybody thought he was going to stay in China and just be. He's he's incredibly famous in China and like he was just trying to leave. He just wanted to get back to Russia and he was like mobbed at the Beijing airport (gasps) and no one believed that he was going to leave because he could be he could just live in China and be super famous for the rest of his life. And he just went back to Russia. He He just wanted to
0: go back to being a part time model. Is that what? (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. That's (laughs) it. Wow.
1: That is such that feels like a Black Mirror episode. That feels like 100 percent. That's sci-fi. That is really bizarre. Yeah. I remember I was this
2: is uh, these types of shows are so weird there uh, right when I first started improvising okay in I think it was 1999 good okay? year like I had just taken my first like level one improv class and uh, I had a group called Plan B. Like we literally like just start. We met each other in level one. Great name. We're now an improv group. Great improv name. There
1: are a lot of bad ones. Plan B is pretty good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we were approached by I don't even know how. I think we maybe even saw it in the newspaper. Yep. Like that's how long ago it was. It was a. Japanese production company that wanted to buy an American variety show, okay. but like an American underground variety show about like New York City underground oh boy. performances, mm-hmm. and it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So then this company produced their own, it's a Japanese company, right. uh, producing what was supposed to be like a popular yeah. American variety yeah, show. Yeah, this that is what's going on behind the scenes. This yes. is comedy from the
1: streets. <laughs>
2: It's like, underground. That's, <laughs> that's exactly the whole he feel worked. of it Yeah, wow. And then We were on it as like an Improv group and then I Was invited to host it And so it was like me And like of Lettuce uh, Who's a drag queen And like some like Hedda burlesque lettuce. performer All sitting around a table On stage while people would perform And then we were supposed to like comment on it right. And like vote on them and everything But they were just, and I was 22 years old. Yes. And they they would just, it was all free liquor. Like, the whole time shooting, you could just drink as much as you wanted to. Okay, Because I guess they just wanted, like, I don't know, like, weird stuff to happen. And it totally did. Like, it was, (laughs) everyone was hammered. Like, everyone (laughs) at that table was hammered. We were there for, like, six hours, like, voting on, like, different acts that, like, came through. And by the end, like, I can't even, like... People were like dumping drinks on each other and shit like it was insane. Um, But I just love that idea that they were like trying to create something that didn't exist in New York, like didn't exist on America, really. Right. Underground variety show.
1: I wonder what came of it. I wonder what
0: came
1: of it. I would love to know. I would (laughs) love to watch that. We got to figure out the production. It's got to be on tape somewhere.
0: Oh, it's, it's somewhere, somewhere. It's some, some yeah. random YouTube uh, un- unlisted somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: and Carol- I just don't—I don't even know how to search for it.
1: Do You know what I mean? It was yes. all non-union. It was like Maybe mm, it's probably, probably for the in best. Japanese. Maybe it's for the yeah. best. Who knows? <laughs> have you ever worked on anything, Carolina, that you while you were making it? You don't even have to name it if you don't want that. You just had this feeling that that thing was not going anywhere, and. It can be the pilot we did together. I won't be upset if that is. The no,
0: one. I thought the pilot we did together was awesome, and I was what sad. What pilot I didn't did you guys anywhere.
1: do together? It's
0: called Alienated. It was really, really funny. It's just one of those things that didn't work in the edit. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I was there for that the whole thing.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. We Emily Heller, who's a great comic, uh, she and I wrote a script, and we cast this actress Mae Whitman, who's great, and mm-hmm. we shot this pilot. And Carolina was one of the producers on it, and it shot beautifully, and we put it together, and Lonely Island was producing, and then everybody was like, uh, maybe. And then the two places that said yes, there was another show that was similar about our show was that this uh, pain-in-the-ass girl in this small town that May played, um... She's finally over the whole town. and She's like, screw this town. Nobody believes me. Nobody likes me. And then she's chugging clearly Canadians and driving out of this town, Legs, Utah. And uh, she pulls over to pee on the side of the road. And then she comes back into the police station and tells everybody she was abducted by aliens. And you don't know if she's just trying to punk everybody and prank everybody or... Uh-huh if she really was. So the series like the most annoying person in town may or may not have been abducted <laughs> by aliens.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was such a great cast though. It was so fun. It was one of those where you just couldn't it felt like you were just wa- like you're just laughing the whole time behind the scenes trying not to get in the way of the takes, you know.
1: I know. Yeah, it was yeah. May Whitman, Mark Proch, and flew Laborg. Were our leads yeah, who have great. all yeah. gone on to great things and uh but for some reason they just didn't like uh Pain just in the didn't butt.
0: land yeah just didn't land but no i think like early on when i was still acting i definitely did some uh
1: oh, yeah. some stuff that <laughs> oh I was yeah like
0: oof i hope it doesn't go anywhere <laughs> and it's out there there's some stuff that's out there uh for sure i was actually one of my first acting roles was in this movie called the haunting of whaley house which actually has right. a bit of a cult following and i actually got to go to what do they call that uh Comic-Con um uh-huh. <laughs> because oh, of nice. it it was a really wild experience people are very fanatic about this this house which exists in San Diego and so Oh,
1: I see. I got to
0: be I got to be in it and that was um a movie that had many people watch it. And I wish they hadn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) when you're starting out. I mean, Kurt Kurt and I've Kurt's discussed some of them on the podcast, but there are things we've all done like early in TV where you're like, I'm really happy to get a paycheck. I'm really happy to get anything on tape. And then it's uh, while you're doing it. You're like, Oh no, 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 no. I hope this never, I hope no one ever sees this. (laughs) I have, I have, I think maybe
2: 10 years of my career. I hope no one sees any of it from 10 years.
0: But Hey, I think that's, (laughs) You gotta go through that, right? That's the only way you get to the sweet, sweet good stuff where we're all in right now. Where you have these gents who are thriving, just crushing it left and right. You can't get there without. Yeah, you are. Stop it. Um, (laughs) Without, you know, without all the all the the gross stuff.
1: It's true. That's what nobody tells you. I won't name his name, but Kurt and I both worked with this producer. He's actually a friend, but I'm going to tease him a little bit so I won't mention his name. But he did a bunch of non-scripted MTV shows. I know Kurt did like Mm -hmm. a pranky like this just happened right now on the street type of show. But his, he's this little guy, and he's got huge energy. And every time he meets you, he goes yo. He says yo like that. So the, the food delivery guy comes yo, and you're like I'm in the room writing. He's paying and it's me. It's not
0: like, Aziz Ansari, right?
1: No, it's not. <laughs> okay, um, it's not Aziz, I should say. And so, but it would be like he'd be like yo, Scotty. And so I'd be typing in a room, and then Kurt would walk in and he'd be like yo. And the funniest thing never happened is I worked with this guy for like three or four pilots or and one seer and I just got so used to it and then one day I really worked really hard on this pilot with him and he called me to give me the news that MTV wasn't buying it and he calls me at like 11.45 at night and instead of going yo like he always did calling me on the phone he just goes Yo, <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. Yo, they're not buying it. We tried, we tried, but I don't know. It was the saddest yo in the history of that the yo, world. Yo, yeah. uh, like at his funeral, I'll be like, yo, we all loved this guy. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, what, what a guy. guy. Yeah. Um I-, I got one. You guys want to hear a silly story?
0: Yeah. <laughs> please.
1: Okay. So this one is from 2016 because I was sitting around and I sometimes I'm just brainstorming over here and I thought to myself, how long ago was the Heimlich maneuver invented? Yes.
0: Wonderful thing yes. to ponder. Yeah.
1: Right? I I didn't yeah. know yes. if it was like 500 years old or 10 years old. Well, I guess we do. I'm knew gonna it in make a guess. Can I make a guess? Please do. I'm gonna say 1948. 1948. It's a very good guess, Carolina. Would you like to guess on when the Heimlich maneuver was invented?
0: I would say before the 1900s, but probably mm-hmm. not documented mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. after the fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. The actual Heimlich maneuver first found itself in emergency medicine in 1974. For <gasps> what I know, isn't that crazy? It's so new.
2: That's crazy. Yes. That's like, so Before that,
1: people were just left to their own devices. <laughs> while choking. Yeah, it was the old slap on like- the back. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was and, in and a who was
0: Heimlich. Who was Heimlich? Do we know? Great t- question. Tommy His Heimlich. name
1: was Henry Heimlich, and this is oh my what Winnie. story Heimlich. I'm gonna. Here's the headline from NBCnews.com, written by Elizabeth Chuck in 2016. Kurt, Elizabeth Chuck. Best in the business. She's the best in the business. She was back then. She is today. We love Elizabeth Chuck. At 96, Dr. Henry Heimlich uses his own technique to save someone from choking. Yes. So... Here's this At beautiful. At 96. At 96. Dang. This Dang. guy knew Whoa. what's up. He's demonstrating. never too yeah. late. Yeah, never, that's never right. Never way. give up. <laughs> Grab people when you think they're choking at any age. Um, he's demonstrated how to save lives countless times since inventing his technique four decades ago, but Dr. Henry Heimlich said he had never used his namesake maneuver. I mean, how many of us have maneuvers? That's the other thing, too. Know, right? a namesake maneuver
0: at that God. I got
1: to come up namesake. with a
0: gropa. I we need a gropa. A gropa. <laughs> we yeah. need
1: a gropa. We need a gropa. He never used his namesake maneuver on someone who was actually choking. Until this week, five years ago. On Monday evening, uh, when a woman who happened to be sitting next to him in their upscale Cincinnati retirement community began choking on a bite of hamburger, 96-year-old Heimlich sprung into action. Quote, I immediately knew she was choking. I mean, this guy's good. <laughs> this guy's is yep, good. Uh, Heimlich told NBC News, quote, I just realized I've got to get over there and I have to save her. So the doctor stood. I got to do my maneuver. Yes, <laughs> I wonder if he was nervous be like, God, I hope this really works. Uh, (laughs) Have I been a snake oil salesman all these years? So Mm -hmm. the doctor stood up, wrapped his hands around Patty Reese, who was 87, and began to squeeze her abdomen and, quote, it worked right away, said the grateful Reese. Heimlich, a former thoracic surgeon, introduced the maneuver in 1974. The simple but effective way of clearing airways is plastered on posters and eateries nationwide. And has saved thousands of choking victims, including yeah. Ronald Reagan. Heard of Whoa. him wow. who choked on a peanut.
2: <laughs> That's
1: crazy that Republicans keep choking, like
2: that George Bush, George W. Bush
0: they choked on choke a pretzel, on Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. They're just like, they're just shoving it down their wind No holes chewing. <laughs> no
0: peanuts <laughs> they got some throat chakra issues it sounds yeah, like yeah
1: open that throat <laughs> chakra
0: It's gotta, gotta get some yoga in those
1: guys. <laughs> oh my it's gosh meditation. ronald reagan doing yoga there's a great <laughs> oh, photo boy. for urban animals if you're bored and on your phone go to uh google image search ronald reagan sweatpants oh there's a great <laughs> pic of him reading some documents in a shirt tie and sweatpants um nice. dining hall staff at the dupree house senior living community are trained in the heimlich but the major Maitre d' Perry Gaines, uh, and he the Maitre d' Perry Gaines has had to use it twice before. But when Gaines saw Reese was choking, he felt prepared to save her until he saw who she was sitting next to. <gasps> <laughs> so Heimlich got he up and did his off. thing. And then R.A.P. Dr. Henry Heimlich, he actually died in 2016, so he saved this woman, and at some point in the next few months, he passed on to the great neuron I and mean, he the could sky. finally
2: do it. He could finally do it, you know? I mean, yeah. like, he was living until that moment. Yes. To fulfill his destiny mm. as a He saved a, a life.
1: Mm. That one. Yeah. I love that one. I, I love a good choke. I choked at mm. brunch once when I was a kid. I went to an Easter brunch at a neighbor's house, and I didn't really know anybody. We were we were new in town. And um, I'm wearing my Easter brunch pastel best. I'm probably oh, yeah. 10 or 11 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a fresco way too fast, like some sort of Republican president. And <laughs> I started choking on this huge ice cube right when they kicked off the Easter egg hunt. <gasps> so all the kids scatter to find all these hidden plastic eggs that had money in them and stuff, and I'm standing there choking, turning red, and I can feel the ice cube in my throat dripping cold water like down my esophagus, oh. like it's melting. The other detail oh. that I vividly remember, besides all the adults looking at me and telling me it's okay that I'm allowed to go find eggs because they thought I was just having a panic attack, they didn't know I was oh, no. choking. Oh no! <laughs> they just thought the concept of Easter egg hunts was like this kid is freaking out. <laughs>
0: (laughs) really into
1: this yeah (laughs) Turning really red (laughs) yeah this kid really is scared of finding hidden eggs
2: um is it did did it just eventually melt enough for you to breathe yes
1: so i'm (gasps) waiting for it to melt and i can't say anything my parents weren't there but i'm like looking at all these people and they're like go ahead scotty go find some eggs you'll be okay and i'm like and uh i look over and the oldest brother of my friend the person that invited me over my buddy's older brother had just uh gone to uh shelter and adopted a rottweiler but the rottweiler had its wires crossed somehow and it could only walk backwards so as i'm choking adults are yelling at me kids behind me are looking for eggs and cheering and then a dog walks backwards past us and when it happened i like reached for the dog to like just hold the dog or like brace something as i was shaking it slipped down my throat and then i started crying and just ran away like i was looking for eggs i just didn't want anybody to know (laughs)
2: how scared i was Oh no! I thought
1: I was dead, but I just waited patiently for about forty-five seconds for an ice cube in my throat just to slide on down, and then slide down into your lungs. It just... Well, I mean, I don't know where it went, uh, <laughs> but I was cool for the rest of the day. But God, it was like it was really scary. But what an embarrassment! I guess I would have lived. But I didn't know how to communicate it. I was just they just thought I was have, like shitting my pants nervous that I didn't understand the concept of an Easter egg hunt. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. And here comes old backwards Rottweiler.
0: I feel like I just got like a deep deeper understanding of you yes. for that story <laughs> yes. and who you've become today. Yes. There's so many metaphors in there. God. Yes. Yeah. I just
1: stand still and let life wash over me and then charge into action. That's just it. Just like that.
2: That's it, yeah.
1: Did that dog
2: ever learn to walk forward?
1: Um, It did not. It just <laughs> would enter rooms. It would go up the stairs forward and then okay. every other thing it would just walk in backwards, tail a little nubby tail a wagon and oh, that's uh that's the man. most amazing part yeah that is the most amazing it part. was yeah. a great day for all of us we all learned i something think
0: without that, that yeah, detail it just would have been another story of like just an another IQ story an empty, but that's, that's right. really what takes it to the next level so <laughs> yes
1: so anybody out there who's got a dog that walks backwards send us a video <laughs> we oh yeah please it. do i want to see it uh all
2: right you guys ready i'm going to tease us into a little break how's man. that sound I'm love so it. ready.
1: Right. I love a tease. Here it
2: comes. Here it comes. Another Russian story. Another Russian there's, story. They're the Florida of Asia and Europe. Of, uh, yep. Two five year old Russian boys tunneled their way out of preschool to buy a sports car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As they do. <laughs> Bananas. To something like you choose. Gather news. Oh,
2: Everybody, we are back. To bananas. Just a quick reminder. Yes, sir. That uh, June 17th, 18th, and 19th, you can come see me in Philadelphia at Helium. You better. Get those sweet tickets, people. And uh, Scotty,
1: uh, you can call Scotty on the banana phone. That's right. 213-214-7974. have lots of great calls. You can call me anytime. Some people have been calling me literally all the time. Uh, And just off of that, I have two quick shout-outs. Happy belated birthday to Lane in Calgary, who turned 22 probably two weeks before this episode comes out may you live to be 2000 lane and a shout out to kelly mcd from new hartford connecticut who is having a baby and if it's twins name it Curtie b and scotty banana boy number two (laughs) and um i'm encouraging everybody as the grand reopening begins uh if you go on road trips if you see banana stuff if you take a banana with you send us some pics Curdy b and i would love to see your Great American road trips, and we have a very special guest today. Carolina Grappa is with us. Carolina, how are you? How are you feeling so far?
0: Hi. I'm feeling so good. Good. I feel like our time is going by very quickly, and I'm already sad.
1: it snaps. It yeah.
0: snaps really quickly, doesn't it? I have a constant it? anxiety about things ending, and thus I don't enjoy the present. It's a work in progress.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they can listen to you on your podcast, Angle on Producers. Tell us, just give us oh. a little tid, te- a little tease of your own oh, into Angle on right. Producers,
0: right. please. Yeah. So I am a producer, as Scotty has mentioned, and. Very few people know and understand what producers do and who we are and why we do what we do. And yes. there's so many types and kinds and why. And I ask myself that same question. Mm-hmm. Even as a producer myself, I spend most of my time explaining, explaining to other people in the industry what I do as a yes. producer. Yeah. And to other producers, it's lovely. I love doing <laughs> it. So I thought, hmm, I'd love to start a podcast where I talk to other producers so I can too understand what they yes. do, who they are. Why anyone signs up for this because it's absolute madness, what we do, and yes. uh, there's not really one path for it, so I thought, hey, if I can learn other people 's stories and share with anyone who's in the business, thinking about getting into the business, a creative in the business, really yep. anyone who like wants to kind of have an understanding of. Anything that isn't performers, because that's usually yes, what people know. exactly. I wanted to bridge that gap and be a conduit for those conversations and to also talk about the longevity and mental health and how hard it is, because it's not all glitz and glamour and hanging out with celebrities. It's not everybody gets work. to do a podcast with Scotty and Kurt, you know what I mean? Like some of us, <laughs> <Yes>. the, <laughs> there it comes a time when you get invited, but for many, many years, you're just really in that, on that grind. So anyway, so I started it and it's been it's great, just an incredible process and journey and scotty has been a supporter since day one it's true it's, it's true. so true he was the first person well maybe not the first but one of the first 10 to say this is a great idea mm-hmm. i remember you're like mm-hmm. this is you're on to something and so yep. yeah yeah
1: I love it and for all our future you know anybody that the, is a future filmmaker aspiring writer actor anything we do have a lot of animals that ask about this sort of thing listen to the podcast because all the producers are different all the projects are different producer in entertainment is sort of a catch-all where it is really mm-hmm. hard to distinguish what's the difference between certain types of producers it feels like film school 102 so check out angle on producers with carolina you'll love it I promise
0: Yeah, Yeah. thank you. And if you like the show, hit me up, because I'd love to hear what people think about it. It's just, I'm a one-woman band. Unlike y'all, I don't have a full team, so I do it all myself with the very little downtime I have, because I'm a working (laughs) producer. That's (laughs) right. We get it. We get it. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep.
2: Uh, So do you want to hear about these uh, two little boys? More than anything in my whole
1: life. Okay,
2: this is from Time Magazine. It was sent in by... A jewels, Ooh. Wow. and then but but maybe the name her name is Russian doll emoji because it's a Russian doll emoji, and then her, her handle on Instagram is A jewels. Okay, okay. Thank you, A Uh A bunch of bananas sent this in, but that was the first time I saw it. Uh, time magazine by Helen Regan, and it turns out this is from September 9th, twenty fifteen. Okay, so, we're going back in time old a little news. bit. Going back in time a little bit. Old bananas. for some reason, it really got passed along a lot. Yeah, we got it at
1: least recently a lot, didn't we? It came in from all angles. Thank you to all the bananas. Um, Two five-year-old Russian boys
2: tunneled their way out of preschool to buy a sports car. Uh, Uh... a pair of five-year-old boys in Russia managed to escape their kindergarten by digging a hole under a fence with toy spades and went on a daring mission to buy a sports car. The intrepid young- youngsters had apparently been digging their escape route for several days, writes agents, a- agents france, france, france Presse. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get it. I'm assuming that means the French... Uh, press agency yeah, me uh, too. They then made their move When teachers and students were on a walk In the kindergarten grounds Yes, After breaking free of their nursery school In the city of Magnitogorsk In the Urals region I think wow. you nailed that,
1: yeah. nailed that. Great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like a native to me
1: well, I'm in <laughs>
0: I'm in <laughs>
1: The pair walked just
2: over a mile to a a luxury car showroom. When a woman saw the unaccompanied boys and asked what they were doing, they replied that they wanted to buy a Jaguar, (laughs) but they didn't have any money. Local (laughs) paper. Oh, come on. Komsomoloskaya Pravda reported the children were then taken to a police station. Yeah, well, that's about <laughs> and right. And the teacher in charge has been fired from the kindergarten, and the acting head was given a warning. Oof.
1: That's it. Oof. There it is. That's All a tough one. That's a tough one.
2: I love it that they dug it with just little plastic spades. They went under a
1: wall. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
1: I'm proud of them. Were you a good student? Did you ever play hooky? Anybody ever play hooky here? Anybody just skip class and go like smoke cigarettes in the in the cemetery or anything?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I felt like I very much lived like a double life in high school I was like a Hannah Montana person, where I was a very good student. <laughs> I took school very uh-huh. seriously because I'm an immigrant and my parents sacrificed everything. Right. So <laughs> I was like had no friends in school. I was like a weird child, but. This is when I was older, not a child. But at at night, I would go out clubbing in Miami with a fake ID that my mom helped me make. Really? So I lived. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, mom helps admit? you make a fake ID mm-hmm. and yeah, tell us this story. Why? Yeah, what do? You, what was that motivate? Because all your friends were doing it, or and she was just being a I, supportive mom.
0: Yeah, I just had like older friends, and uh, you know, I have my <laughs> brothers two years older, and so we were very close growing up. And so I wanted to go out and do stuff, and I've, she. Just was like, yeah, let's. I rather I know about it. I had really cool parents. Then you get into some stupid shit and call me from jail. So, right. <laughs> which you know is uh, tricky. But yeah, so I, I very much for many years had this thing where I was going out and living a double life. And at school, none of those people knew that part of my life. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So, oh wow! By the time I went to college, I was like, I'm tapped out on partying. I'm good. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah, I it's bet. Really great. Yeah. So
2: were you, were, you, were you born here or were you born in Brazil?
0: I was born in Brazil. And then okay. when I was eight and a half years old, we moved to America. And uh, this is a fun story. I think bananas will enjoy. Heck so yeah. I was not told we were coming to America for a variety of reasons. So we packed a bag, came to Disney for the summer, and then I never went back. That's that that- all. I started school. Wow. And I didn't wow. know English. I didn't know English. Whoa. I obviously was like a weird immigrant kid. And then on top of that, I was missing my four front teeth. So I was like a weirdo child. Uh, and for six months, like had no friends and nobody knew what to do with me. Um, which, it's funny. You can laugh. It's okay. Um, oh,
1: yeah. No, I, I, I'm then, picturing you with like a fake ID with like five years old with no teeth, just being like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me I'm in. ready,
0: America. Here I am. No, and what's crazy is that, you know, my the school thought it was cute that that Christmas time to have me sing, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. So there oh is a video of this. Um, and it took a year okay. for my adult teeth to grow in. So for my first year in America, I didn't really speak English or have teeth. Oh,
2: wow. That's intense. So like, did they teach you English or were you just like on your own to try and figure out like watching Sesame Street?
0: uh, I just was thrown into a classroom and I was lucky enough that my teacher at that time took Took pity on me and kind of Aww. was like, "This is fucked up." Uh, can I curse? Whoops! This is you can muscle. say whatever you, you want. Sure, fucking can. Woo! This is wrong. Uh, I'll give you three alts. You can cut it however you <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: want. Um, and uh, and yeah, and she just helped me after school and taught me English very slowly. Oh and How was sweet!
1: What's her Quake name? Do you remember right? that her teacher's name? name? Is,
0: yes, I do. Her name is Miss Kennedy. And actually, many many years later, I call. I try to find her information to call her and thank her, and mm-hmm. found out she had unfortunately passed. It's okay. um, but I was able to to talk to her husband and tell him how much of an impact she had on my life. Like she really made the difference And about a year or two later, they started an ESOL program, which stands for English as a second language program at my school. But at that point I was fluent because I was a kid, you know, like you kind of do or die at that age. So you just learn the language, but what's wild is they say language is tied to memory. Uh-huh. So for those six months, I think it was six months, I honestly don't remember yeah. of my life in school. I have no memories of it. I have like Whoa. like flashes of this this teacher in- teaching me English, but I don't really remember anything.
2: Well, oh, that's fascinating. Isn't that that's interesting? really, really interesting. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And so you're like eight and a half, nine years
1: old when that all that went down? Yeah, I was. Miss wow, Kennedy, the posthumous banana of the week, Curdy B. She's getting Hell the no. l- long-deserved banana of the week. Uh wow, that's an incredible story. Well, it is. Look at you go now. Now you're kicking butt. You look at me
0: now, the children. Look at me. Yeah.
1: Do you ever go back? Do you ever go back to Brazil?
0: I do. Yeah. Uh, every so often we try to do a big family thing every five years, and that was going to be Christmas oh, 2020. Nice. So you oh, know.
2: bummer. Whoopsies. Bummer. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, Brazil's not doing 2025. Great. <laughs> 2025. Yeah, maybe this <laughs> year
0: we'll see if Brazil's doing all right with the yeah. COVID of it all. But yeah, if really? if that works, sure. we would like to go. See. But I have family scattered all over the world and my parents are in the States and my brothers both That's live great. in L.A. now. So, Oh, great. Yeah, the homies are nice. all here and
2: accessible. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Are you buddies with your brothers?
0: Oh, yeah, both my brothers. My older brother is older by two years. He's an engineer. We're close. We actually share a house together. Him, oh. m- Him, me, and his sis- my sister-in-law, basically. And then my younger brother uh, moved here uh, both for completely different reasons, not in the business at all. He's a software engineer and he lives down in Santa Monica. So he's nice. crushing it.
2: Nice. Yeah. Go cut uh, you so awesome.
1: No, I was just going to yeah. say, I love the strategy of we're going to Disneyland, and then everybody's <laughs> pumped, and then did you go to Disneyland, is what I was going to ask. Disney World. Disney I World. Did. Oh, in Orlando. we came. Sorry, we came. World.
0: Yeah, we came June of that year, Kissing we me. did a whole family thing, that summer was like the best summer of my life, and then my cousins all went back to Brazil,
2: uh, and my parents were like, and we're
0: staying, and then they explained oh, to us what I was going on. I love
2: that.
1: Oh, that's great. It's I love It's sort that. of
0: great. I think my biggest gripe, and it's a trauma I'm still working through, uh, but I talk about it publicly often, is that I used to collect letterheads because that was a cool thing. Like, I, be- I love stationery and paper. Okay. And, things. and I used to have a collection because this was what was cool. It's like akin to baseball cards, I think, for those yeah. sure. American boys. This is what we did growing up in Brazil, but that oh, binder like that. of stationery, that I never got to bring it.
2: Oh, no. And so
0: I never know what happened to it. And uh, oh, it still makes me sad to think about well, it.
1: Well, maybe it's out there. Maybe some beautiful letters have been written on it and sent. I maybe would hope it's so. just, Maybe it's all around the world and your little DNA is just still left on it. I,
0: w- I hope so.
1: You're all over <laughs> the place. Well, here's Give another one. one for you. This is from Jackie Yay. Khaki. Thank you, Jackie Khaki. <laughs> I think on Instagram. Um written by or uh, written for insideexpress.com inside express i mean i'm i'm up at 5am reading inside express every day <laughs> <laughs> i'm beating the i'm beating the rooster up to get to see what inside express and they don't credit their writers mediumist in the biz summer's coming guys woman gives swimsuit she wore a, a glowing 10 out of 10 review after surviving a shark attack completely unscathed. Let me ask you a question. Please.
2: I thought we'd done this one. Did we do this (laughs) one, Katie? (laughs) Katie, do you remember this one? She says no. no. She says no. (gasps) I have a memory. So let's keep all of this in. Okay. I have a distinct memory of doing... A bananas podcast about this woman, so this is fascinating. Deja mm. I have deja vu of something that did he, not exist. Here's the yeah. question, though is it a one mm-hmm.
0: piece or two piece? Because maybe you've a done a story where there yeah. was a one piece versus a in two mine, piece, to be fair.
2: in my memory, it's a one
1: piece. Mm. It's a one piece. What is it, Bot? It's <gasps> a one piece. Ah. Maybe you just read this article so much. I now that you're saying and i'm like yeah did we do this but maybe we did something adjacent <laughs> okay <laughs> let's get it women give swimsuits you wore during a shark attack a glowing 10 out of 10 review after it escaped unscathed with some around the corner and lockdown restrictions easing it's finally time to invest in some swimwear that's right spend your money guys that's what we're saying spend <laughs> your money um so if you were hunting for a swimming costume <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it, it.
1: Then I it's, love swimming
2: costumes. Yes. I always say... I'm going to start saying it. I just get my swimming costume on <laughs> before I go surfing.
1: Um. <laughs> I get my surfing
2: costume on and my swimming costume. <laughs> I have two yes, separate yes, yes, yes. costumes.
1: I think I'm going to use that, too. Uh, <laughs> if you're hunting for a swimming costume to see you through the next few months, look no further than this J Crew number which survived a shark attack. A woman... Sure. A woman has raved about a swimming costume after it survived a shark attack in one piece. Inside Express. <laughs> I, I'm reading this how it's typed. So, And, and I say that because I'm just going to read that uh, previous sentence and then this next one, and then we can all understand why I get up so early to read this. A woman has raved about a swimming costume after it survived a shark attack in one piece. A woman called Jessica... <laughs> left a glowing review for a black one piece after dramatically revealing the bathing suit emerged and scathed as a shark tried to take a chunk out of her back. Jessica left the five-star review on the website, uh, J. Cruise website, I'm thinking, quote, survived shark attack in one piece. Pretty funny. That's actually pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, She shared photos of her back, which was red and bruised after the brush with the beast in South Carolina, (laughs) along with the halter neck costume... Apparently, this is a ghost from 1918 is writing this uh, <laughs> A a decked costume, which looked as good as new. <laughs> Jessica wrote, quote, I loved this bathing suit from the moment I tried it on. Super comfortable, very flattering, but a recent experience took my appreciation to a new level. Quote, I was swimming off the coast of South Carolina when I had an unexpected visitor take a swipe at my lower back. A shark, despite leaving this huge bruise and red teeth marks. And the photo, she got bit by a shark. This isn't like a little sand shark. This is a a real deal. Uh, Left red teeth marks on my skin, but the bathing suit itself escaped unscathed. 10 out of 10 would recommend. The website described the number made from a polyamide polyamide. I bet it's polyamide and elastane. These aren't going to kill you. Nothing about those chemicals are going to leak through the skin and kill you. Natural shark deterrent. Elastane has, quote, always ready to take the plunge. And if you, too, want a swimming costume, it can be yours for $98, although its shark-repelling abilities are priceless. Twitter went wild for this, saying, quote, this is absolutely what I'm looking for in a new bathing suit. I mean, come on. Thank you to making me and all the girls in the office literally LOL. I mean, those girls are laughing out loud.
2: <laughs> They're laughing out loud at this. They're I mean, just are.
1: rolling on the ground. comes in three different colors. It's the Plunge V-neck one-piece swimsuit on J.Crew for 98 American dollars. Not an ad, folks. Not an ad. And, and, no, we are white boys, but we do, we're not white enough to wear J. Crew <laughs> <laughs> like getting abducted by aliens during a blizzard. J. Crew,
0: <laughs> oh my god, crazy! Uh, so, crazy. I love that she actually went back and decided to, sur- after she survived a shark attack, she was like, I-, I know what I have to do next. I gotta write a review for this bathing suit.
2: Yep, yeah,
1: yep, well, I um, love it. It's the only way to do it. Um, I think
2: I have... My my board shorts are from... I have, like, one pair. They're from, I think, 1999. Uh, I really need to buy a new swimming costume. You do? And... I know. I'm gonna like. I I love. I love and I love to shop for a swimming costume. So I gotta get online. <laughs> I go short. I work. go as short as you I do. Go g- short.
1: I don't. I-, I go knee. I go to oh. knee. I'm like. The, I'm stuck in the 90s in that. Mm. I go short, and I think it's so fun. I remember, like, all of a sudden there was some era. I guess it was probably when I was living in Brooklyn, but maybe a little before that, where everybody started to wear. Or do start to wear board shorts that were basically made them to me look like little toddlers, but grown men because it just went so far down. It was like, oh, look at him. He's wearing his shorts. So I went Magnum (laughs) PI style. I'm like, I want this to be like one strong breeze away from me getting a citation. Yeah, I like him (laughs) short. I don't think, I
2: think with my legs that it would look upsetting. I think if I wore short shorts, (laughs) it would just be like, there's a chicken, this chicken put some pants on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. know.
0: I think if I may offer my female perspective and my female gaze on this Mm -hmm. topic, Mm -hmm. uh, I do think uh, anything past the knees, just I don't care what's underneath there. It's just not flattering. Yes, (laughs)
2: just
0: Just be proud of what you got. Rock it. Also, you know that tan line that goes from like that pasty, pasty white, untouched baby skin to the gradient into a tan is definitely not sexy when you're getting it down. So (laughs) just just help help us sister out. You know
2: what's what's nice about my body is that it doesn't. There's no grading. It's all pasty white. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, that's fair. Uh, except for right now, as you can tell, where I just look like a uh, tomato uh, <laughs> because I was in the sun for 15 minutes. <laughs> well, that's So that's nice. my two options. That's, yeah. Yeah. Just a tomato. Nice. That's fair. That's Do you fair. remember who used to wear, speaking of tomato, who used to wear super short shorts and look like a tomato? Tomato hmm. shorts? It was that guy who was, our, uh, who was our boat captain Yes. Uh, for Roustabout. Yeah. He was like a beach ball. He was all red all the time. Yes. And <laughs> wore the shortest shorts and no
1: shirt. I lo- That guy was amazing. Chain smoked cigarettes. Uh, mm-hmm. Hated the entire adventure. Lived in a boat. Hated it. Hated. Lived on a boat
2: and hated the fact that we were doing it. I yes. don't know why he was involved with the production. <laughs>
1: hated everything we did, and yet, yeah. uh, and yet we we went to his marina because he got us some discount to stay at his marina, and they kept calling this guy. Do you remember this, Curtis? They kept calling this guy the Invisible Man, and then so all the locals were at the bar somewhere in Tennessee or somewhere wherever we were, and they're all smoking yeah, and drinking. We're all eating dinner, and. This guy goes to bed and they were like, have a good night. And they called him the invisible man. And the guy didn't even know why. And it's because Tomato Shorts was like having a fling with his wife. And that guy didn't (gasps) know. So they called that guy the invisible man. You would think it would be like the blind man or something like that. But yeah. uh, yeah. But then, so we're sitting there. I was like, this, I was like, we're going to be in the middle of a romantic crossfire pretty soon. I thought we were going to get shot. (laughs)
2: And just so Carolina, this is, this is a show where we, I, we jet skied from uh, Chicago to New Orleans. Oh. So we were in, the, in between. We were down in, in Tennessee at that
1: point. Yeah, it was um, a wild trip. This is trip. a
0: real story. You guys yeah. jet skied.
1: Yeah. From Lake Michigan to uh, the Gulf New of Mexico, Orleans. then back through Lake Pontchartrain, which was the worst part where we almost barfed a million times. How and often then- did you have mm-hmm.
0: to fuel up your jet ski? How oh,
1: that- great question. Multiple times a day. And we ran Twice out of gas day, on the first day because they forgot to fill up one of the boats. Um, it so was amazing. It was I just prompted chaos.
0: This life decision.
1: Uh, it was a show that we
2: sold. Uh, it was a, it was supposed to be a, a, a it was supposed to be an interview show, yes, a web series for Comedy Central. And then they were like, "We want it to be a little bigger." Like after I did this big um, skywriting prank, yes, and. Uh, And then we're just like, oh, we should definitely jet ski across the country. And they're like, well, that, you can't do that. And then we're like, what if we go north from north to south? Canada, Mexico. You can do that. And they said, no. can't do North Canada, Mexico. (laughs) We're we're like, all right, we'll do Chicago to New Orleans. And they're like, all right, we'll do that. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It wow. was really fun. fun. It taught us a lot. And now I'm itching so bad for our next big dumb adventure. Lessons like, uh,
0: from the sea. Look at you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so fun. And I hope we do it again. And we had two very hardworking young producer and APs and older ones that budgeted it wrong and everywhere. Yeah, we ran out of gas all the time. We probably almost died four <laughs> or five times. Almost got run oh. over by barges. Got lost. Had to drive. Did all kinds of crazy stuff.
0: That um, is uh, riveting, and I want to know more about it. But I won't take up all of your podcast time. Okay. Roused on
1: YouTube, it's called you can watch About. It Roustabout, Roust Everybody, where have I
0: been? Yeah. Oh. all right. Went? I will. Yep. I will look into this. Are you guys ready about. for one? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Fifteen people lived forty days in a sunless cave without clocks to Whoa, study time.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. It's
2: fascinating. This was sent in by Pat Shepard, my good friend, Patty Patty Shepard. Patty Shepard. This is from Vice Motherboard uh, by Becky Ferrari. 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 I don't know. Way to go, Becky. Becky. We love you.
1: (laughs) We know everything about her. She's the best in the business. (laughs) She really is.
2: Fifteen people emerged from a cave in France on Saturday after f- spending 40 days living in its depths without sunlight clocks or wow. contact with the outside world the volunteers wow. were part of an experiment called deep time which was designed to probe the human brain's conception of time in an environment without chronological bearings and to wow. study the group's overall adaptation to life in ap- yes in isolation so they the there's not really much Detail in here. I am not going to read all of it. It's okay. Just not that much detail. But the one thing was that they everyone was shocked uh, because they thought it had been thirty days. They were that off. They were they ten were days not off. Expecting they were ten days off. Yeah. Um, wow. So they just slowly started living longer days until everything. I mean, you have to live like a much longer day. So nobody had any clocks or anything, but there was they're all living communally. Uh, some people really enjoyed it. And then they got MRIs of their brain afterwards, and that's what we're gonna find out. What's this was from
1: April twenty sixth, so we have
2: to follow up with the deep time people. And
1: was it total darkness when they were in there, or did they have light when they were in there? Like, did they have flashlights and glow sticks and lanterns and stuff?
2: I think they had. I think they had light. Okay. Don't
1: think they They lived. uh, Yeah, that would be really messed up. Wow.
2: Intense. That's, uh,
0: that's
1: um, got to change
0: you. That's got to change you, right? Like, they can't, you can't come out the other side, like, uh
1: It's got to
2: change you. Cause where's I, my Starbucks? Like, yeah. I lived in a windowless room for one year. Yes, you did. And it. Broke me like, yes. Psychologically broke me Yeah, Cause I was just And also it was a year of my life That was like a very wild year Yes as it was well. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I had just, like just gotten out of a 13 year long relationship yep. And I was just going I was going I was sowing my wild oats in New York City Doing a lot and, of stand up uh, Doing a lot of stand up And living in a windowless room So it would just be like I would just sleep until 2pm 3pm And have no idea mm. Just like hoping that, and that I would have to always have to have an alarm to like get up because I, I didn't have a day job. I was just doing stand-up at night. So I would then stay out late and then sleep until like 2 p.m. It was so depressing and so horrible. yeah yes. And then to bring people back, like if you met someone, then to be like, come on back. Oh, well, actually, I live in Manhattan. Ooh, so fancy. Oh, yeah, come into my giant apartment. It was a huge apartment. I had five roommates. And they're like, this is such an amazing apartment. I'm like, it is amazing. and It's like, should we go to the Bedroom. The bedroom. <laughs> the bedroom. Here I live in the inside. Yes. <laughs> so it's like there are no windows. It is just a bed
1: in a little square room. <laughs> oh, and you welcome to the nightmare, ladies. <laughs> yep.
0: Wow, Would you like
1: to have sex in a yes. chimney? Boy, do I have a place in midtown Manhattan for you? Are my clothes hanging directly above my bed? Yes, they are. are. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's right. I didn't have a closet. It was just a bar that hung clothes over the
1: bed. That was a dark time.
0: That is, yeah, literally and figuratively, eh?
1: Yeah. And yes. For real. I like those kind of experiments, though, because like every once in a while NASA will be like, "Can you live in a bed for four years?" And you're like, "I'll do it." How much? Uh, <laughs> or they're like, "Come live on Hawaii," and you're only going to eat these type of pills. And I have one, yeah. Carl, our friend Carl, <laughs> always sends me these types of things. But I like these kind of <laughs> studies. Like I would have done that forty days in a cave. I would have done that if they, if you had flashlights or lanterns or whatever, and then you had food. I would have yeah. enjoyed that. And. I Yeah. You couldn't do it?
0: Forty days in a cave, no, I couldn't do it.
1: Like what part would just not
2: have sunlight?
0: Yeah. The lack of sunlight and and feeling like this we're just in here. Like I know that there's an out end date, but I wouldn't know when I would lose sense of time and you don't know when that is. And I I, like what do you like what do you do for that amount of time? You have no
2: Wi Fi in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't have Wi-Fi. So, wi reading, play cards and read. I don't hum. Know, that sounds like a nice time out. Lots hum. of humming. Just, just there's Scotty over there just humming another song. None of us <laughs> well, like. No. They look, they were French, so they uh, definitely had wine. Do you know yes. what I mean? So they were having like making nice food, drinking wine. It was
0: probably delightful. I guess maybe other if than the cave is like set up nicely, like one okay. of those in like yeah. you know, Airbnb. It's like glamping. If it was like mm-hmm. a glamping cave, maybe I could get into it.
1: <laughs> yes. I, yeah. think be, I bet there were people that. Really, I bet they were lifelong cave people now. I bet there are people that did that experiment that are like, we go chill in a cave every year now.
0: But hey, you know what? If, yeah. if the apocalypse comes and they got to live in a bunker, like they're definitely ahead of all of us.
1: They're so.
2: good they're to, set. they're ready, go. ready to go. I good like to those give. kind of things. I hope it doesn't come. I really
1: hope <laughs> the apocalypse doesn't come. Me too. I hope so as well.
0: I feel, I feel positive that it won't. And if it does, okay. hopefully you won't be around to see it. Or it'll be that a quick and swift one.
1: Yeah, take me for, first. I'm ready. Yeah, I just, if it I the Papa's coming, take tribute. me first. <laughs> That's what we always would
2: say growing up in high school because we live near an army base, Econ Evans, it's Oof. no longer a, a base. Um, but we were always said like, if like the alarms go off, we're driving right to Econ Evans and start smoking. And then we're always going to do heroin too. We're always <laughs> like, and then I was like, when the alarms go off, how are we going to go find heroin? That's, like yeah. no one knows where have heroin is. Hand. We live in suburban New Jersey. Yeah, we're yeah. 16 years old. But that was always the idea. Go smoke cigarettes in front of Ecom Evans until you get blown up. That's it. Mm. Well, I got a happy one we can go out on. No, Please give it to us and we'll we'll, we'll allow Carolina to leave us. Allow her to go back to her life. No, but I don't want to. You don't
1: have to. You can stay here forever. (laughs) Yep, we stay here. 77-year-old substitute teacher who lives in his car was gifted $27,000 check by former student. What? So this is written by I mean part of the reason I'm doing this is because the the journalist who wrote this for Fox Eleven LA. Coco Macaboy. So Coco Macaboy, <laughs> uh, our our best. Our that's b- Macaboy, Coco. Coco. That's my boy. My Mac-a-boy, boy. Coco, Coco, C- Macaboy, Coco, Coco Maca Coco Macaboy. Great vanity play. Great name. Great name. Fontana, California, a former substitute teacher who was living in his car was gifted a twenty seven thousand check by a former student. Uh, Jose Villarreal, lovingly known as Mr. V by his students, turned 77 on Thursday. His former student, Stephen Nava, who is now 21, decided to arrange a celebration for Mr. V. Mr. V has served for a substitute for decades. Quote, I feel very lucky and very honored that I've taught in different institutions and at different levels. Already you can tell this is a great guy. In early 2020, Villarreal uh, said he resigned after school shifted to distance learning, I decided the school situation has changed completely, and I believe that my job as a substitute was over. In May, I submitted my res- resignation, managed all my paperwork, and because of- and because of those arrangements, I thought I was going to get my pension. I got my check, but the checks didn't last long because I had some debts already. So, he had been living out of his car ever since. "Quote: My body had adapted to all the bumps and things in the seat, and it serves me as transportation, as a dining room, and sometimes, and as a bedroom." He said. His former student Stephen Nava came across Mr. Via week ago in his car and, and recognized him. I used to see him every day, and it got me thinking. Uh, so I started talking to him, got to know his, situ- his situation. So Nava uh, reached out and started fund GoFundMe to help yes. him get back on his feet. He shared it over yeah. social media, including TikTok. Mr. V's story went viral with over 1.7 million views, and it just shows the power of social media. It's so big now, and sometimes we need to use it for good, uh, Mm. Nava said. A word spread to the mayor of Fontana, whose name is somehow better than Coco Macaboy. Aquanetta Warren. Aquanetta <laughs> Warren, the mayor of... Aquanetta Fon- Warren? Oh, man. That's Aquanetta so Warren. Warren, who was a former student of Mr. V's and others gathered in Fontana Community Senior Center for a celebration. He was presented with the $27,000 check along with uh, many other gifts. His initial thought was, quote, am I dreaming? I still can't get over this experience. He says he plans to help others, quote, the greatest feeling... That I have right now is that I have an obligation that I need to do a lot more for the world. And the greatest feeling is I can do it and I'm going to find a way to do it, said Mr. V. That's great. Yes. What a sweet
2: It's such a great. The best part about that story is with the $27,000, he built an addition to the car. It's just a second story on his car. Absolutely. And he's very.
1: <laughs> no windows. <laughs> Mr. No B, thank you to uh, Coco Macaboy, and <laughs> you, Aquanetta that's Warren. Uh,
2: that's so wonderful. Yes. And I'm happy that happened. But also, very telling about our education system. Pay mm. teachers oh, more moolah.
0: Yes, no please. Shit. Especially after the Jesus. pandemic, guys. After yeah. the pandemic, mm-hmm. they
1: have earned it. <laughs> Let's pay oh, them real. more bucks. Carolina, anything else you would like to plug before we get on out of here? Instagrams, Twitters, anything like that?
0: Yeah, I'm just at Carolina Gropa on all the things. I'm a easily, easily ugh, I'm a Google away from all things. Find me, connect with me, and thank you for listening to us and me, and thanks for having me. I feel so honored. <laughs> Wonderfully
1: said. Wonderfully thank you for set. being here.
0: Yes, my
1: pleasure. Bananas! Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast.
2: Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: And if you're interested in advertising on bananas, please email us at TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com. That's TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com.